Hello and welcome to the Fit 47 podcast. I am one of your coaches, Amelia. And I am your other coach, Chloe. Our goal of Fit 47 is to support you, educate you and empower you to live a healthier, happier lifestyle so you can become the best version of yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with somebody else you think would enjoy it too. This will help us help more women just like you. Welcome to this week's Eight Weeks to Change check-in. We are in week two of the programme. So I don't know about anybody else, but it's coming to that time of year where I've got my slow cooker out and I've already made scouse and I made pea and ham soup yesterday. And I'm going to look for some, like there's so many slow cooker recipes, isn't there now on um, Instagram? I thought you were going to say TikTok. TikTok oh, I don't, apparently, I don't really use it, but apparently it's really good for Oh, is it? Recipes, is yeah. it? Okay, well, I'm going to get me slow cooker out. You haven't got one, have you? Because you've just... Uh, no, I haven't got one, but one of my one-to-one girls, Molly, um, swears by a slow cooker and always comes in with these like new weird and wonderful things that she's made. Oh, yeah. And last year I was like, I'll get one and I just never did. See, I've only ever made like a scallop sort of soup in it. But now, like, you can literally make... I've seen people make a lasagna in them and all kinds, but I do it's want it. Like, yeah, cool. honestly, like, making all kinds. Um, but you need to get one. Mine was literally, like, 20 quid in Asda. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know about anybody else, but slow cooker slow vibes. Slow cooker season. Yeah, slow cooker season. So going in with our wins, Lindsay. So Lindsay didn't check in last week, we noticed, did she? But, and she's normally really good with this, but it's because she'd been away. So she said, getting back into the gym and eating rice after the weekend away with the girls, staying on track despite having a really emotional week. I'd normally eat everything when I'm having a bit of a crap time, also hitting my step goal easily over the last week. So well done for that, Lindsay. And I know it can be hard when you maybe are feeling like you're going through a bit of an emotional, bit of a crappy time for whatever reason that might be. And it can be easy to start just picking and chocolate and like that emotionally and feeling sorry for yourself. So well done for sort of not yeah, feeling so that. proud of you, Lindsay. Well done. Yeah. Um one was knowing that I might struggle to get this week to get a workout in. Got there in the end. <laughs> so I opted to do one at home. It it certainly wasn't the same as going to the gym, but it burned some calories, so I was happy with that. I did also get another workout in at the gym. I also chose not to go out on Saturday as I knew it would be wasted calories on alcohol and fast food as my future me is so important. I love that. I love that from Karen because the mindset shift she has had is insane. Like... The old Karen, as when I talked to her, I go, the old Karen, the new Karen. But she would have went out on the weekend. She would have happily just missed the gym. And, like, she's not doing them things now. The fact that she's done a home workout because she knew she wasn't going to meet at the gym is huge. The yeah. fact that she said no to a night out because she knew, like, actually, the future me isn't going to, like, agree with that. And that's not what I want to be doing. So, yeah, well done for that, Karen. And made up with that. Um, Rosie said, tracked more accurately and hit her half a stone loss so well done for that Rosie (laughs) Kate Smith has said got my steps in through the week which I had struggled with the week before I just like the little reflection on yeah well that was something I I struggled with last week but this week I've managed to to be better yeah she's turned to struggle into a win and that's what we like to see is what were you struggling with last week how are you then going to improve on it 
like moving forward into the following week or weeks. Um, so yeah, well done for that, Kate. Now we've been laughing at Lanry's um form. <laughs> so she said, literally not a single win this week to report back on. Sadly, absolutely shocking behavior. So <laughs> Lanry has actually been away to a wedding. Um, over the weekends and then I think she got I don't know what day she got back but then ends up she was still a bit in holiday mode by the sounds of it Um, and I wanted to actually point out the fact that she checked in as a win but I want to say that that's a win for Lam because a lot of people if they've been away or they, they haven't done anything they won't check in but we want you to check in even if you've got nothing to report because it's you reflecting on, okay, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, and this was the reason why, um, and what am I going to do moving forward? Our checking forms aren't just about what you done last week. It's like, okay, yeah, what you done last week, but what am I going to do now into this, you know, current week that we're going into what goals am I going to set what standards am I going to set for myself so we love that she's actually checked in because a lot of people don't so that's our win for land yeah the best way to look at it is as much as it is great to celebrate your wins and look back on things when they've gone well you actually learn a lot more from the things that didn't go well and if you've had a you know a bad I'm doing little quotation marks but if you had a bad week and then you just don't even want to look at that and you don't even want to sit and reflect and think, well, where did don't things go wrong? You. Yeah, you just want to brush it under the carpet and act like it didn't happen. Then you're not actually ever learning from anything. Yeah, we're lands looking back and going, right, well, I didn't do this, didn't do that. This is the reason why I know. And then this is what I'm going to do moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, Laura said she hit new personal best in the gym from lifting uh, for lifting heavier weights so well done for that Laura love it Emily said oh she's got three things I love the bullet points <laughs> offered to do offered a new job starting November so that's amazing well done feeling strong in the gym lifting heavy weights and saying no to alcohol this weekend well, well done Em and well done on your new job that's so lovely to hear also Olivia said first few gym sessions after being ill and even though my first session back wasn't the best I felt they were better the next few times so Olivia did message me and she was like I feel like my form's off and everything and I said don't worry no to your first one back just get back to it and it will feel better as the weeks go on and even an extra workout after felt good so well done for that Liv. Yeah Helen said she has passed her driving test and made up love that I yeah. remember how happy I was I was I just gonna say my driving test so yeah if okay. you feel anything like that then you must be buzzing. Oh well if you feel like I don't I it took me three times to pass my driving test right and the first two times when uh uh, failed the first time was my fault it was my fault I failed as soon as like I got even out of the place and it, they should have made me turn back anyway the next time technically I failed because my indicator went off going round and round about and I was so pissed off because it was like the littlest thing and then the third time when I passed I swear to god the woman must have been like are you all right it's like I won an Oscar <laughs> I was going, oh my God, I've passed. Oh my God, I've passed. She just went, yeah. And she got out the car. <laughs> I was sobbing. I was, I think it was, I was just so emotional. Best day like, it was literally, I wish I would have got an award. You must have been made up to not have to do the test again. Oh my God, it was fucking doing me head in, to be honest. It was two years of lessons. Oh, was yeah. Three tests later. Got but in I got the end. I did, I did. And I was like, I won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so Louisa said, struggle with body image, but recognized it the week before i'm due on to try to be more positive 
So I love it. Yeah. I love it because this is just going to happen to us every month, mm-hmm. pretty much. And okay, some months we might be due on our periods and our body image isn't affected, but more often than not, it is. Even if it's not like like pure self-hate or anything yeah, yeah. like that, you just don't feel as nice in yourself and the way that you speak to yourself starts to change and the fact that you've noticed that yourself and you're aware that that's the reason why and it's only temporary and it's going to pass love and it. you've tried to be more positive so well done though and then Gemma has said hitting the gym increasing my steps this week so well done for that Gem. yeah fab. so going into struggles we've got a few that have come up and there's been one, it's like a bit of a theme that's come up this week with a few people. Basically, it's just like life struggles, isn't it? Like feeling like they can't fit everything in. So we're going to go through that first because we think everybody can relate to this in some way or another. Like we've all got our own things going on, but I think we can all relate to each other. Feeling like sometimes you feel like you've got your shit together and then sometimes it feels like everything's falling apart. So starting off with Emma, Emma Holland has said, once again, struggling with my multiple hats, trying to be a good dog mum, good nurse, good student, good human, good daughter, good partner. There's not enough time in the day. Often the things that get left behind is eaten until 11 p.m. And I've had one crumpet all day. And then I binge everything in sight. So that's what Emma says. Louise has mentioned something very similar. So Louise has said, I started the week off well, but by Wednesday, Thursday, it seemed to lose it. Obviously, this week wasn't I wasn't well, so she'd been sick and couldn't help it, but don't know how to get myself back in the right frame of mind. I have such so much going on in my life that all the time I really struggle to jiggle. To, I keep saying jiggle instead of juggle. <laughs> I really struggle to juggle it all. And obviously I can't drop the ball with the kids work or house. So it always it's always me that I have to put on the back of the queue. Um, and then we've also got Nicola. Nicola. So Nicola had mentioned something similar again. So she said she felt like everything was a struggle. She doesn't know why she's gotten herself back into this sort of halt because she hadn't been to the gym or anything. And she think it could be a few factors back from, again, Nicola wasn't well. So she wasn't well and then she wasn't well again. She sort of got two things back to back, which she messaged me about. And she's also picked up an extra night shift because she does bacon. And it's 100% having an effect on her energy levels, but also it's another night in the week taken away from something she could be doing for herself, like going to the gym or doing some cooking for herself and like preparing, but she can't because she's having to pick up this extra shift. Now, the reason that she's picking up this extra shift is because of the way things are in the world at the minute, mortgage, you know, interest rates going up and stuff like that. So she's needing that extra cash at the moment. Um, But it's having a negative effect on herself and the way she's feeling. So she doesn't know what is more important, her own self-care or paying her bills. I don't, she said, I know it sounds dramatic, but it generally is that serious. And I don't think it sounds dramatic because everybody's in like sort of the same position, aren't they, at the minute with things like that. And then Gemma said, a boyfriend torn his Achilles a couple of weeks ago and means he can't walk much or so 
their whole routine has had to change. Now he's gone back to work because I have take she has to take him to work. So trying to balance everything because I feel like I had no time in the evening to go to the gym, mark books because she's a teacher, and also cook. It coo 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 coo. Can't say that. <laughs> so she's joined a twenty four hour gym to get to the gym at five a.m., which is a win. But she's just tired. So. That is great that Gemma said that because there is a win in there that she's actually took some action to do something about it. But everybody's sort of talking about how they're finding it hard to, like Emma said, wear multiple hats and do all the things that they need to be doing as well as trying to take care of themselves. Yeah, I think you hopefully listening to this and realising like that's just a handful of what we've read out. Like there are other struggles in there and you're not alone. Yeah. everybody's got their own things and everybody can feel a little bit overwhelmed at times but at the end of the day if you want something to change it's that whole nothing changes if nothing changes you have to sit down and you know we aren't we're not like financial advisors or anything like Absolutely that but not. in terms of like just being in practical terms sit down and have a look at the you said before like the life that you live currently and the life that you want to live and small steps that you can make in order for you to get there now obviously in terms of like finances and stuff like that realistically you've just got to sit down and have a look at right what is absolutely essential I it's non-negotiable I have to pay this bill so I have to pay the mortgage my gas my lehi go through all of that and then look at where else your money goes and literally look on your bank account. yeah where does it go and be honest with yourself do I need a four or five pound coffee from Starbucks every day Probably not, because we worked out before, if you buy a £4 coffee five days a week for the month, you're paying like 80 quid a month on coffee. Now, I love coffee, but it would be the first thing to go yeah. for me. If I, if I needed to make a change, I'd be like, well, I can live without that. I can't make myself a coffee at home. We're not we're not here to sit we're not here to tell you where you should spend your money what your money money should be spent on but like in terms of Nicola's struggle and the needing time for herself that is really important and one extra night shift might be okay for a period of time if you still have other evenings or if the commitments that you things that you normally do on that evening let's say go to the gym um spend an hour journal and go for a walk if you can move that elsewhere and that works fine for you then that's fine but coming from a place of I was saying to you earlier wasn't I I at one point worked three jobs and between like waking up having something to eat and then driving from one job to the next job to the next job and then going home and rushing to bed to make sure I had like enough sleep it just leads to burnout Mm -hmm. and the funny thing is, is it then meant that every day I needed a coffee, I needed to buy a coffee because in my head I didn't have time to make, make, a, one. make one. I would just get up and get out the house. So I'd spend money on a coffee. I would then need to buy me breakfast. I'd need to buy me lunch going from one job to the next job. And then I'd buy me tickets. So I was probably spending like 15, 20 quid a day on buying all my food out of the house. When realistically, if I probably would just drop so one of the, one of the jobs <laughs> and just spent a little bit of time, prepare like get up a little bit earlier and make myself a cup co- coffee, prepare me meals, buy a shopping, plan it all out so you've got no waste. You could have dropped a job I because dropped a job. It was like counter counterproductive because you were working this job 
which was giving you new time, which was making you spend the money that the job was giving you. It's like, yeah, you'd have to like look at it like that. But I think that was a good point that you said, like we were obviously talking about money there and saying like looking at what's essential, what do I need to pay for? But that also comes to life as well. Like look, and I've had to do this since becoming a mom. And it was actually my mom that said this to me for like, I had a bit of a, a meltdown. I said to you, didn't I the other week? And I had a big cry to Michael because I got to the point of just feeling really overwhelmed. And like Emma said, trying to wear multiple hats of still trying to run a business because that's important to me that I help all of you. That's like, I feel like that's something I need to do because if I didn't do that without sounding like I'd just be a mum because a mum is a job in itself, but I need a purpose and my purpose, like I've found what I love to do. So I don't want to give that up. So trying to do that and still trying to work as well as being a mum, as well as being a partner to Michael, as well as, you know, making sure the house is run and it's clean and we're cooking and stuff like that. Now, I am very grateful that Michael does help me, but he's also working like six days a week. So then we need to have time as a family together and it can be really tough. But I know like what, when you look at that essential list, like my mum said to me sometimes, like I worry I'm spending enough time and playing with Jace. Now I am, but you are as a mum and mums can relate to this. You do always feel like that. Am I giving the baby enough time? Am I, am I you know, spending enough time playing with them on the floor and stuff? And sometimes my mum said, like, there might be a dish, a dish, a sink full of dishes, but that can wait. She said, that doesn't need to be done straight away if the baby needs you sort of thing, or it means you're having an hour on the floor with the baby to play. You don't need to wash them dishes. Them dishes can get done later on when the baby goes to bed. And it's looking at little things like that, that, like, I was getting overwhelmed because I was worrying that, oh, my God, there's a, a sink full of dishes there. But in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was looking at stuff like that yeah. for me. Yeah, and I know it's really easy for me to say because I don't have kids, but you actually can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. And it's, you know, on the planes, and it's if if there's an emergency and the masks drop down, it's like fit your mask before yes. you, you fit your child. And obviously, all mums are like, no, as if I'd always fit my kids. But realistically, if if you put so your kids, to you, you put the kids' mask on, and then you don't get yours on in time, and then you pass out because you've got no oxygen, and then your baby's just lying there like Jace can't save himself. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's, it, I know that's like pure dramatic, but if you are tired, miserable, depressed, like unhappy with your situation, don't feel good about yourself. Don't do anything that makes you feel good you're not going to show up and be like the best parent to your kids. And mm. so actually putting yourself first and it, not even first, because I can only imagine from like the way my mum has spoken of it, but put yourself at least on par with yeah, your yeah, kids. Yeah. Put, put yourself care at least on par because come on, as, as a mum, there's got to be times where like everything's just a bit much and you feel like short tempered and a bit yeah. like, but if you took that extra time for yourself and maybe you would manage like things, that. you might not feel like that. You might not snap at the kids. You might not be yeah. like grumpy to your partner. Well, Emma's actually said that in her check and she said like there's times where at the minute she just feels like she's dead snappy or she's bursting out crying and that is a point of like getting to sort of breaking point because Emma said on her form and uh, Louise said the same it's like you can't drop a ball or you know you're wearing multiple hats for all these other things but what about you you can't if you think of it like this and and, and put a flip on it if you're not looking after yourself if you're not eating till 11 o'clock if you're ending up getting sick because Louise was sick this week it's all a sign of like 
you're getting close to like burnout and being overwhelmed with everything. Now, if you're sick, you can't look after the kids and you can't go to work. So who's then going to do it then? Who's going to pay the bills? Yeah, like it. it's, if you, if you try and flip it round, and this is what I was saying, like what's non-negotiable? So for me, non-negotiable is the things on my list is I have to go to the gym two or three times a week and I do that for my own sanity. Now I see a lot of people they're the first things that they drop. Yeah. But actually, it's the wrong thing to do. So I would never even dream about dropping my workouts and going to the gym or going out for a walk because I know for my own sanity, my own well-being and the way I want to show up, that's not like an option at all. Because if I didn't do them things, I would be even worse. I wouldn't yeah. be a nice person to be around. Yeah. And I said that to Michael, like, just the, the one thing I need to be able to do it over anything is just be able to go to the gym two to three times a week and we made sure that I can fit that in yeah. and sometimes it might be that you need to sit down with your partner or you need to sit down with your family and ask for help like Emma was saying you know she's trying to wear multiple hats of being a good partner being a good daughter being this being that so being a good dog mum obviously you can't sit down with your dog and talk but like you know Ask for help with people. Can your partner go and do the shopping? Can your partner start cooking? Can your partner start doing a little bit of cleaning? Like, is that an option? You know, can you get, Louise has got the kids there. Could you make it fun with the kids? Right, kids, we're going to do this. Don't tell them that you're cleaning up. But you know what I mean? It's just a little something that you can do and start asking for help. I think as women, we think that we need to do everything. Mm -hmm. Men have their own struggles as well. And obviously we're not talking about them because we're women and we're interested about us. But you know, I think speaking about it and voicing it to your partner, you never know, they could be feeling the same and they're like, well, if I help you with this, would you just give me a little hand with that? And you're both responsible for everything. So I think if you have got somebody there that you can ask for help and it might not be that you've got a partner, maybe could you ask some of your family for help in not yeah. asking for like money or anything, but is there something like, is your mum and dad cooking the tea? Could you go around to theirs for tea? Or mum, could you just cook me an extra little bit of tea? Or dad, could you cook me an extra little bit of tea um, and drop it off at ours? Cause I'm going to be in work late and I'm not going to have chance to cook. Yeah. Could you do them things? It's just... These little things may, may not seem like they'll make a big difference, but it could make all the difference. Mm. Two little things I just wanted to touch on was in terms of wearing many hats and feeling like you've got a lot going on and commitments to other people. A really big thing in terms of self-care is setting boundaries and learning to say no to things that aren't going to save you. And we have spoke about this before and it can be uncomfortable. And it's particularly if you're not used to feeling like you're letting people down by saying no, but you're not letting people down. You need to take care of, of you. And I'm just trying to think of an example, like being asked to go out with with your mates one night when really you could have done with that night mm. to just chill and just relax and unwind and but you feel like you need you need to say yeah because yeah, you'd be yeah. letting them down not to go. Say no. Like practice saying no. So in, in certain parts of your life, it can be good to say yes to more things, to open yourself up to more opportunities. But there are also some times where you need to just learn to to set your boundaries yeah protect your energy know that you've only got so much energy to give and if you're giving it all to everybody else you're going to be left with nothing for you yeah and it is you've got to have a little look at things and say like you know sometimes saying no to people it's not that you 
you don't want to spend time with them. But I think if you explained, and I think we've spoken about this before, look, at the minute, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. I'm, I'm feeling really burnt out and really tired. I can't do this now, but could we, in a few weeks' time, maybe meet up for coffee or something yeah. like that? And I think if you explain to people, and then then they will say, look, you're all right, you need any help? Is there yeah. anything you want to talk about? And, like, I find if you do that, then people are, are okay. But if you just go, no, I don't want to. Yeah, you if, might they, if they're really your friends and your family, then they'll understand and they will care about you. The other thing was with Emma saying all day will go by and she's only at a crumpet and then she's binging on everything else in the night this all boils down to just managing your hunger if you're not managing your hunger you're gonna end up like on opposite ends of the scale so you could overeat by too much and end up absolutely stuffed that you feel sick or you're not eating not enough and then you're absolutely ravenous and you're eating anything in sight and you don't want to be on either of those ends so this is why we recommend eating like regular meals like if you don't need to be perfectly spaced out throughout the day but you don't want to go long periods without food because that's when you end up with eyes bigger than your belly yeah. and, and you're not going to make good decisions so when you're hungry it's like we said on an earlier podcast wasn't it don't go shopping when you're hungry you oh, just end up not. with all kinds in your basket if you're you're hungry you're going to just make poor decisions it's not going to be in line with your goals and then if you're doing that like several days on the run it's no wonder you're not feeling very great at the moment yeah yeah it's it's mad because then when people are saying these things you we can look at it from an outside and go like okay so if you're not eating all day and you get into the night and then you're binging so that's going to make you feel shit so that's not helping the situation you have got to sit down anybody that's saying that they feel like that at the moment like I sat down and spoke to Michael when I felt like that I had a big cry spoke to Michael we sorted you know things out he was like right okay we'll maybe do this we can do this like we, we spoke about it together and then I felt better and everything's been fine since yeah. so I'd let myself get to a point you don't want to get to that point and if you are at that point then even if it's not sitting down and speaking to somebody about it sit down with a pen and paper and go right this is what my day currently looks like what maybe needs to go what's n- not essential what do I need to do where do I need to put in some self-care where do I need to look at doing a bit of yoga meditation bit of journaling where do I need to eat my food like start blocking time out for yourself because if you don't you're literally just going to carry on you know, yeah. doing these things nothing changes if nothing changes yeah. and the pen and paper thing is a really really good idea in our heads you've just got thoughts constantly going round and round and round and you ruminate on things and you proper catastrophize stuff particularly when you are feeling a bit worried and a bit overwhelmed anyway but when you actually get it out on the paper and you've done this recently oh, and I've yeah. done this recently, you get it out on the paper and you look at it and you're like, right, okay, that's actually not that bad. Yeah. But if you just leave it all in your mind, like it, it's going to be chaos, it's going to be clouded. So get it out. And it makes you feel better. It does make you Louise better. actually said this morning in the group, didn't she? Something, um, I can't remember her exact words, but basically said she'd had a shit week. She was feeling overwhelmed and like, you know, this week's going to be a new start or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing I said to her is, right, Louise, start making a list. Mm-hmm. She said, like, I feel like I've got loads of stuff to do. Oh, look, I wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, what am I like for a list? I love pen and paper. I love making a list. Love making a to-do list. Even me and you do this, don't we? Like, make your to-do list. And if there's something that you've done that isn't on it, put it on because I like putting things on my list and then taking it off because it's already done because it makes me feel better and yeah. then it makes me do more of my list. And actually... The amount of times I've gone, right, I've got all this stuff to do. It's going to take me all day. 
and I've put it all down and got it all done. It's like half ten in the morning. I've done everything. Yeah. So again, making lists, writing stuff down, do it with your finances, do it with your general life, do it with you know planning in your warehouse, planning when you're gonna eat, planning you you know make a shopping list, plan you you um meals, like do it all. Planning is literally the key with your lists. Have an intention. So that can be for the week. It could be for the day. But set your intentions for the day. So what do I want to achieve today or what do I want to get done today? And that could literally be hit your hit your nutrition targets. You want to make sure that you get to the gym, go on a walk and spend 10 minutes like journaling at the end of the day. And if you can sit down at the end of the night and take all those things off, I can guarantee you will feel so much better in yourself and to be honest a lot of them we've got on the app for you all as habits anyway but these personal ones and there is just something magic about pen and paper I don't know what it is but it's just different than anything being on your phone but it's very easy like is it Lanmay has said like there's nothing to say there's a win from Mm. from the week but I'm pretty sure if she'd have has if she'd have set her intentions for the week and one of them was go away and have an absolute ball at the wedding she to take that off the list because so, so, yeah. and that would have been aid intentions because when she's gone to the wedding well she wasn't planning on sticking to her nutrition targets or yeah. going to the gym those, those weren't the things that she was intending to do that day so yeah weekly weekly intentions are great but like on a easier more digestive digestive i want to say digestible <laughs> digestive biscuit on a more digestible level i yeah. feel like that's not a word now um <laughs> daily just what would you like to to get done today well I actually said to you before didn't I like I got up at half five this morning now I can't do this every morning I get up at half five six o'clock but sometimes Jace gets up with me now this morning he was in bed till seven and I was made up now I love it when this happens because I done a little 10 minute yoga and I've done a little 10 minute meditation and I wrote out like you said your intentions for the day what I want to achieve I got a little book off Amazon so when I said the other week where I had my little meltdown one of the first things I done was went and got this planner off Amazon it was literally six pounds I've put it in the group before but I'll put it back in one of the things that asks you at the top is like your intention for the day. And when I done my yoga, it was like, what's your intention for this practice? So she used the word love. She wanted love for this practice. So mine is more like abundance, gratitude, like things like that. And like, it's asking you like, what do you want to achieve in that day? Just one word. So it could be love. It could, it could be anything, but little things like that, it, it puts you on more of a, a positive like path for the day. So Obviously, I think we've spoken a lot about that now, but if anybody is really struggling, please come and speak to us. But I think we've probably given quite a, a lot. And just know that, like Chloe said at the start, you're not alone in that. Everybody's going through their own struggles. And sometimes that just makes you feel a little bit better than actually, you know, there are other people going through this. Maybe some people are going through a lot worse as well, which sometimes makes me feel better and gives gives me gratitude to think actually... I'm probably not in the worst position as I'm catastrophizing it to be. There's a, a saying or a, I don't even know where to come from, but it's if you were to get together with like 50 people and you're all through your problems into the middle, mm. you'd probably grab like your own back. Because yeah. I've never heard that before. That's actually yeah. really good. Mm. Because yeah, there are so many people going through so many, you know, worse things than you. And, and I think sometimes when you actually look at that and think, so is it really the end of the world that I couldn't get to the gym three times? Yeah. Is it really the end of the world that maybe, you know, I can't 
do whatever, maybe cook a meal at night or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and that's where we're saying, like, make that list of things that are non-negotiable for you that you want to do that week, that day, or just generally in your life. And then go from there and cut out things that you don't need to be doing. Yeah, and we're not saying that that like discount your struggles. Like your struggles are your struggles and everything's circumstantial to you and your life and what you've got going on. But sometimes it is quite you not nice as, as in like you don't want to see that other people have yeah. got way struggles, but I think it does kind of put everything into perspective. Exactly. Like, okay, well, I missed the gym. It's not the yeah, it's, it's really the it's really it not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I just think that that would help and go and get pen and paper. Honestly, it changes your life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, okay, so going on to some nutrition struggles. So Emma, oh no, sorry, ignore that. Um Karen had said this week one of the one of them weeks where I constantly wanted to pick up foods all the time. I stayed in control and stayed in my calories. So again, is there a reason why you wanted to pick up food? Had you not managed your hunger levels through the day? Had you not eaten enough protein? Are you due on your period? Like have a little look why that might have been. Yeah. There's so many Did you have a good night's sleep? Yeah. Sleep. Tired. Yeah, sleep is is a massive one. And I think we're going to talk about that because someone did mention something about sleep, mm-hmm. didn't they? Um, a lot of people as well, another thing coming up. So Melissa had messaged me saying that she'd been poorly towards the end of the week. Um, also, Louise hadn't been well. So it is coming up to that time of year where there are things going around. We said that the other week on, a, on one, didn't we? Something going around. Something go- as soon as you say the sick, oh, yeah, that's going around. I don't know if it's just an English thing or a Scouse thing or what. Who knows? But if you go, I've got the flu, oh, yeah, it's going around that. doesn't matter <laughs> what time of the year it is. But we are coming into the winter months. You are going to see people having more colds, more of the flu, you know, just more general illness. And it's not the end of the world if you're sick for a week. Like, you actually put it in a really good way before is... We're showing you, yes, this might be an eight-week program, but this we're helping you do things for the rest of your life. It's not like an eight-week cut or a six-week cut. Who had said it? Is it Lanry? Did she say she felt like she... Ah, uh, yeah, Lanry did. did. Say that might... um, when we asked the question, how do you feel your progress is going, Lanry said, it was going well, but definitely let myself down this week and delayed my progress. So, obviously, I understand where she's coming from because this is Lanry's first intake no third intake so she's been on the program for a while now but it's a first week that hasn't really been that great so it would be fair to say it's probably been a worst week of the program so far and but I wouldn't say it's delayed progress because okay if you were wanting to get absolutely shredded in eight weeks and you completely fell off it for one whole week then yeah okay like that's an that's an eighth of of your progress because you're only going to be doing it for for that eight week period and you'd set yourself a deadline of getting super shredded within that time but that's not what we're doing we are setting you up and showing you the things that you need to do for life you need to eat well for life move your body for life go the gym train you need to do these things to look after yourself so one week in the 52 of the year for however many years of your life that you're going to live is not a big deal. It's that whole all. thing of zooming out. So if Lanry was to zoom out and look at now she's done this for what? About 20 weeks, if yeah. you include, yeah. So let's say she's been on it now for about 20 weeks, something like that. 
one week out of 20, she still had 19 good weeks because actually she says in a form, like the week before, she was saying how like she's never missed the gym and the mm-hmm. whole time she's been on the programme and all that. And she was like, oh, it's embarrassing now that I've had this, but that's going to happen. You need to understand you are going to go on holiday. You are going to get sick. These things are going to happen in life. You are going to have weeks where you just can't be arsed. And that's fine. It's not what you, it's what you do most of the time. So if you're having more of the time of going on holiday, getting sick, um, you know, you can't be asked weeks and you're only having one good week, then there's a bit of a difference there. But just having them one week, see you there and everywhere. Like maybe out of the whole year, you go on holiday once or twice, you get sick for once or twice. There might be like five weeks out of the whole year that six weeks at the most something that like you've gone on holiday you've been sick and maybe you couldn't be asked some of the time it's not a lot out of the 52 weeks of the year exactly always zoom out look at the bigger picture yeah definitely so that a lot of people saying that they're being you know sick and and things like that it's that time of year don't stress it's not the end of the world like we said this isn't just an eight-week program we're showing what you what you need to be doing for the rest of your life yeah if you are genuinely sick though like genuinely ill don't be stressing about getting yourself to the gym and missing it if you're sick you're sick and your body needs to get better and going and pushing yourself in a workout is probably actually only gonna push your recovery off and it's hard because i know most of you now love going to the gym and can't wait to go and get your workout done we don't like it when we've got a miss workout but again you've got to look at the bigger picture and really if your body needs rest it needs rest. That doesn't mean you need to lie on the couch and, and not move. You can still go and get steps in. The fresh air will do you good. And you can still really be on top of your, your food and your nutrition because when you're not well, everyone wants a chippy and, mm. and crappier foods. But really, what do you need when you're not well? You need all the goodness, all the nutrients, plenty of veg. And it can be harder to do when you're not feeling well. But always remember what does my body need at this time it's not well it needs goodness yeah definitely and then a few people have been mentioning protein so this comes up a lot and it's always going to be a struggle for a lot of people so Lindsay had said my protein goal every day um and then also laura so laura had said some struggles to hit protein when target was upped by going to try but going to try and work on increasing it this week and then i message Laura because I've seen that she was she was I'd set a target as over 100 grams of protein and she was getting over 100 grams of protein easy sometimes she had got like the 130 which was more her goal so I increased it so it will feel like a struggle if we increase it at the start but if you do work on it it won't feel as hard Emily's also mentioned she was struggling to get back on track after a weekend away it took her until about Wednesday she's still struggling with protein and resistant free foods and work was also a struggle so protein we've said it before but if you think of it like this it you might find it easier to hit so one gram of protein is four calories so 100 grams of protein is only 400 calories so it's not a lot out of your day 400 calories of protein and then, you know, what work it out like that. But it's easy for us to, to say it in the 100 grams. Um, and start planning your meals around protein. Don't just have a meal. Be protein-minded and think, okay, what is the protein I'm having that with that meal? And then plan it around that. If you get something, say you go and get a meal deal, 
in work because you didn't take your lunch, it would be better to prep and take something with you because it's naturally going to be high in protein. But if you don't, like I used to get like a chicken sandwich or chicken and bacon sandwich, but I'd also buy an extra pack of chicken and, and yeah. put that on. Like doing things like that also helps. Yeah, and pay attention to when you are tracking how much protein is in things because I know I like fish cakes and I like having them. That was so relevant. <laughs> I like fish cakes. I like fish cakes. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> yeah, but I do, I like, I like fish cakes. I like but fish cakes. if I have fish cakes for me to eat, they're not as high in protein as it would be if I was having something with chicken in or if I was having like um some mince meat or maybe a burger or something. So I know if I'm having that for me tea, I need to look at, okay, well, what else can I add to that meal to make sure um that I'm hitting me protein? And me and Richard decided to start adding, we buying a pack of the prawns yeah. and having some prawns on the side just to boost the protein up. So just because fish is a source of protein, it, it's lower in protein than your other sources like like chicken yeah. for example and we do say this a lot but always try and get it from your protein from food first and that's just because you're gonna feel more full and more satisfied from that you would be better going from having 100 grams of chicken to 200 grams of chicken then you probably would be trying to have 100 grams of chicken and then think oh I'll, I'll have a protein shake yeah or even like them protein pancakes now don't get me wrong they'll look they're really nice and they are a good treat but I've spoke about this on one of the check-ins a while ago and I'm pretty sure this is just off the top of my head I can't remember but they're about 380 maybe 400 calories I want to say for the whole pack of yeah. the four protein pancakes with 20 grams of protein in so 20 grams of protein sounds great but 20 grams of protein is 80 calories it's so there's 300 and something calories there of other stuff which is carbs and fats again nothing wrong with it but if you've only got so many calories in a day to be hitting your um like to, to stay within and hit your protein goal you could have had that same 20 grams of protein for if you were to have like an omelet and use like a couple of the yolks and then more egg whites, like you would yeah, hit, yeah. that would be way better. And you'd have way more calories left over to then enjoy on something else. So it's not always just about, whoa, that's got loads of protein in. It's like, yeah, but then what else is in it? So protein bars, again, as nice as they can be, most protein bars tend to be about 20 grams of protein. Some of them are even 10, but then like 300 calories, and so it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. 10 yeah. grams of protein is 40 calories, but the protein bar is 250 calories, the 210. And you probably don't enjoy the protein bar that much. You'd no. be better upping your portion of chicken in your lunch and then having a bar of chocolate that you like. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people do this and you see it where they're like, go for a protein shake, I'll need to get my protein in. Now, the only person I've actually recommended to have a protein shake is Olivia because Olivia is um vegan. So she was she was struggling to just hit that, getting up to that 100 grams. So we have said to her, it might be worth getting a protein shake. Try with food first, which we spoke about last week. But if not, she's going to introduce a protein shake. But we always say food first, but too many people go and spend money. Like a big thing of protein can be like 50, 60 quid. You could spend that 50, 60 quid on a shop do you know what I mean? And like getting just more chicken 
um, more mint, more salmon, like stuff like that, and having that instead of just opting for protein shakes all the time. Like they are great, but there's no reason that you shouldn't be hitting your protein through food first. Yeah, and I'm not putting down protein powder at all. I actually have protein powder every morning in my protein porridge because I really do enjoy it and the meal is really filling and it does the job so I'm not putting it down and if it works for you and it's fitting within your calories and you're you're getting to where you want to be you're making progress you're happy with the food that you eat and then that's fine but yeah always try through food first and a really good point to touch on is just everyone relying on like the protein mousses and the protein Mm. puddings and things like that okay they're nice they're tasty but they're bloody expensive for what they are. Like, yeah. if you were to have one of them every day, they're, like, nearly £2 now. So if you, they? Yeah, they're, like, 170 ish 160 Yeah, but it is, like... So it is getting, like, closer to £2 for the... I think that's the mousses, isn't it? But if you add, let's just say, £2 a day, mm. seven days a week, that's, what, £14 a week. And it's only uh, about, what, £4 for a pack of chicken? Yeah. Something like that. Maybe a five, depending on what size... Yeah, thing I get. said this before, this isn't really relating to the protein mousses, but just a really good idea. One of my one-to-one girls, Sophie, actually gave me the idea, so I can't take all the credit. <laughs> but she was fed up of buying the packets of chicken, like cooked chicken, because sometimes, I don't like you know, them. The, some of them are okay, and then some of them aren't nice. You'd end up with like a, like a soggy bit, or, yeah. and, and they can just be audible. But anyway, it's like a couple of quid for a pack, and then you eat the whole pack in one go to hit your protein, and then you've got to buy another one for the next day. So she bought a whole chicken that needed roasting cooked that in the oven on like sunday night and she had that for three days for her lunch yeah the chicken was ready and it was really nice chicken that was properly cooked properly roasted in the oven and my fella never knew whether to say my partner (laughs) but richard done the same thing last week we took her advice and he done that on the sunday and had chicken butties for work monday tuesday wednesday and was made up and it was cheaper because the chicken was four pounds yeah and the cost of living crisis there you go go. we've we've cracked the cost of living crisis (laughs) on this podcast but i said that the other week i got a, a meal deal from tesco and i got a chicken caesar wrap and it was oh, you didn't like it, did oh you? my god it was disgusting I didn't even eat it because it was disgusting then that gave me the idea to come home and make chicken Caesar wraps like another day now you could make a chicken Caesar wrap it would be more protein it would be well nicer because the meal deal ones were vile and it would be easily tracked so it's just instead of buying stuff because it's convenient just take a little bit of time to plan and prep a little bit better and you will probably hit your protein goal better I also know we're probably going a little bit far here but I feel like my brain's just off on one now but if you bought how much is a pack of wraps from Aldi like about a pound two pounds like 150 ish and then the chicken's four pounds that's 550 for you spend and then a bag of salads yeah it's like that's like you get like three three wraps out of that if not more yeah you could get you could get your three lunches out of that for the like or even more for the price that you would how much would you spend on a meal deal well a meal deal nowadays i think it's only like 350 in tesco with a with a card isn't it or what if you didn't have a card father is it i don't even know but i even when i get a meal deal it's never enough because I always need like oh yeah an extra more. protein thing because yeah, the yeah. wrap or the you could isn't... easily spend a tenner on your on your lunch a day between a five to a tenner a day on your lunch. But if you were to just prep your food, you'd be saving money. You'd be hitting your protein goal, 
and you know we got to go to the shop every single day to go and get a meal deal it's just be fucking nicer yeah the violence <laughs> um okay so going on to training so karen had said she doesn't feel like she's trained as much as such this week but i've got over the 10k steps for a few days so i think that's a great so even though she might not have changed as, trained as much as she'd like to have she's still made sure that she's got a 10k steps in yeah. and that's important and that's what people don't do is they don't look at the steps because they think it's the, the exercise that's more important but for weight loss you'd be better increasing your steps even if you were to miss a workout yeah melissa's said she's only managed to do one workout this week which we, she was disappointed about i knew i was going to have to do them towards the end of the week but because she was not well she didn't manage to do them so it could be worth thinking could you push them to the start of the week obviously you you didn't know you weren't going to be well and it's not the end of the world that you weren't well once you better just get back to it literally don't try and catch up on anything just get straight back to the plan yeah laura one of the ladies who's on this program who actually was late to check in she has been struggling to fit in the three workouts a week because what she would do is leave a workout to saturday and then it would get to saturday and she didn't want to do it so she was never doing it so she's moved it she now gets one done monday tuesday nice and early and then by the time you have a a west day (laughs) a rest a rest day on the Wednesday then you know you've got Thursday Friday then to get your third workout done and if you don't want to train on the weekend some people enjoy it on a Saturday morning set yourself up for the week and if you do that's great you do that if you don't want to train on the weekend you don't have to just a little thing on that though I like training on the weekend but also I think if you're struggling to stay on track of a weekend, I would personally recommend that you train on the weekend because like if you were to train on a Monday morning, you make better decisions through that day or through that week because you know you've trained and been to the gym. And just on like a psychological level, if you were to train on a Saturday morning, you are more likely to make better choices with foods and other things through that day and through that weekend. So if you're struggling to stay on track, which some people have said that they're struggling to stay on track of a weekend, I would recommend doing one of your workouts on a weekend and making sure that you go and do it. Yeah, and the psychology of that is you get protective of the fact that you've been to the gym. So mm. because you've been in the gym, you wouldn't want to like ruin that by going and or getting, going for like, Mackey's breakfast afterwards. You yeah, want to yeah. go home and make yourself a nice scrambled egg on toast because you've been in the gym and I'm all healthy. And and it is honestly, it's just psychological. It's just the way that uh, we work for some reason. The same with like you went and done a big, gorgeous big walk in the morning. I think uh, Anique actually mentioned no, she hasn't checked in because she's away for the weekend. But she actually said to me that she she'd ate quite a bit and she felt really rubbish and whatever so she went out on a big walk now although we don't say like work out or go for a walk to counteract anything that you've done but psychologically it does make you feel better so I would recommend if you are struggling of a weekend to start training of a weekend and you'll probably find that you stay on track a lot more mm-hmm. Emily Murphy said to do with training she's feeling very strong more than usual actually it may be the only positive from carrying a few extra pounds than usual so Emily did sort of go off track for a little bit because she'd been enjoying the summer and she'd had holidays and things like that so I actually like to think that 
through the winter, I actually like to eat more and like to um use it to build my strength and stuff like that. So actually, it's probably not a bad thing. If your goal is weight loss, then fine, yeah. But if your goal necessarily isn't weight loss and maybe it is a little bit more maintenance, then this is probably a good time to do it as well. Yeah. So Laura has said, I've enjoyed challenging myself to lift heavier weights and felt proud when I've managed it. Struggled on workout three with some weights literally felt like I couldn't lift my arms up but I am due on to assuming this could be the reason feel like I might struggle this week but going to embrace it and see how I get on yeah I, I just think I love that all of you on the program are starting to just recognize these things in yourself and rather than just being like oh I feel weak and I can't do it and thinking there's something wrong with you you're like oh actually it's it's I'm due on and it could be that and you're learning and yes the week before our period sometimes the week of your period you can have lower energy and not feel like you can lift things that you probably could lift the week before but always just go into your workout and see how you're feeling don't go in with the mindset of oh I'm due on I'm going to be weak because sometimes you know I've said this loads of times but there's times I've gone in and I've hit, hit PBs on the weeks I've been due on and then there's also times that I've gone in and I've not been able to even set the weights up because everything's felt so heavy yeah you've just got to always go on how you feel there's literally been times I've walked into the gym while I've been on and I've done a squat and walked out because I just couldn't hack it that day. Yeah. But there's been times, like you said, you've gone and done a PB. I was speaking to one of my one-to-one clients, Gemma, just before, because I do their check-ins this morning as well. And she said she was on a really heavy period. And on about day two of the period, she struggled. But for the rest of the week, she wasn't too bad. Even though she was on a heavy period, she's training for a half marathon. And she's done a longest run, 20K run on Saturday. Amazing. And she was on a heavy period. So if you use it as an excuse, it's you can sort of, talk yourself out of things i just want to read this from laura as well so she said when we ask her, her actions in line with the goal she said yes i tried hard to ensure meals were planned in advance as i knew i was going out on the weekend i did slightly i did a slight bit of calorie banking throughout the week too and made better food and drink choices went out and felt really good for it although i didn't eat as well over the weekend i had and had drank. I ensured my food shop was done on Saturday instead of Sunday, and I meal prepped on Sunday morning before I went out to ensure I'd get straight back to it on Monday. So I just thought that was amazing that she said that because Everything in there. she's planned ahead of time, she's calorie banked, she's done a food shop on a different day. Now, I think if you start ha- being in that mindset, you are always going to win because instead of getting to a, a point of going, oh, shit, I should have done that, I should have done that, you're planning in advance. And if you plan in advance, you're always going to win. And there's always going to be social occasions. There's always going to be things on. And I really get upset when people view their weekend plans as, oh, it's getting in the way of things because life is here to be enjoyed and we want you to enjoy those things but until you can learn to navigate them a little bit better plan for them a little bit better make smarter decisions when you go out know that you're going to have a drink but know that you've got the next day of food prepared so that you're not making poor decisions with that until you start to do that you know you're not actually going to make any long-term changes so it really is like and you'll keep viewing your your nights out and things as like a big hassle like a hindrance when really you should be enjoying it yeah so just to finish off we've asked all the girls how they feel the progress is going so far so Lindsay says she's made up with the progress a few people have commented on a weight loss and it's, it's slowly coming down which is amazing emma has said 
honestly, it's not my progress. I'm worried about it's my stress levels and my moods. I really don't know what's gotten into me lately, but I could either kick off at the drop of a hat or burst out crying. Um, honestly, you're just overwhelmed by the sounds of it. You've just got a lot going on and there's going to be periods of times like this in your life. This isn't going to be the first. Well, I'm sure it's not the first and it definitely won't be the last, but you can imp- improve your ability to manage and cope with those times. So obviously, like we said earlier on, sitting down and looking through day to day, what changes you can make, what things you can say no to by setting boundaries and making time for you. Um, I made a note here because I have got the Calm app and in all honesty, the free version we did have a look is, crap. is crap. You can't get anything on it. And I, I don't know how I've got it. When I click into the membership thing, it's saying something to do with O2. So I don't know whether I got like a free, a free like however many month trial or something with, with it. I don't know, with O2. So yeah, maybe yeah. if you're on O2, have a little look and see if you can get anything on it. I don't know how much a month it is, but I honestly really do recommend either that app or something along the line of that because it I found it really helpful just calming um yeah. well, and, it, it gives you little prompts and stuff through the day yeah and it like little little notes pop up and like tells you to take a few breaths and stuff like yeah that. It, it starts sending you like a little message each day and they've been nice I've been screenshotting them and sending them to me you can get them on youtube though because I I had the free version because Chloe had the paid version, I had the free version, and we were looking at what, what the difference was. But this morning, I actually just Googled, like, 10-minute meditation, Googled YouTube to 10-minute meditation, and it was actually a calm meditation. And it literally just got me to sit there and be present, and maybe that's what you need to do at the, at this moment in time. Um, but we've also got this Wednesday coming. Our podcast is all about stress and how to deal with stress and how it actually affects you. So definitely give that a listen as well. Also, if you like Matthew McConaughey's voice, oh, he, yeah. he, he does a sleep story on the car map so yeah. and that is another podcast that we've got coming up but maybe you McConaughey no not, not about Matthew McConaughey even though like he is he's the best he's yeah be against imagine, imagine um I don't reckon he's understands us um but looking at your sleep that could be a massive one as well so Karen said she's feeling like her progress is slow and slightly, but slow and steady wins the race so we wanted to just touch on this because Karen over the last intake done amazing and there is going to be a point, but again, don't like use this as an excuse, but there's always going to be a point for everybody that progress slows down because you can't just keep losing weight. So when it does slow down, it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. It just means that, you know, it is slowing down and you get, you're getting closer to where you want to be. Um, But there might be a period where it slows down, but then it'll sort of go again. So don't be afraid of it, like sort of, levels out a bit for a bit you've got to just keep going and then next minute it'll just start dropping again so yeah you've got to keep going but you've got to be doing the things that you need to be doing that are going to drive the the, the fat loss if you're mm. if it's if your weight is like plateauing but you're also letting your steps slip you're not sticking you're not tracking anymore you're not sticking to your goals and things like that then you know that's staying the same could be you sitting at your maintenance look at it this way though if you were to, if you were for example losing um dropping weight at like a pound a week you couldn't just lose a pound a week for forever because you would literally just disappear like realistically there's only so much weight you can lose that, that you can lose and and only so much that really can sorry lose in a healthy way because i think this is another thing just briefly to mention that the leanest version of you 
isn't necessarily the healthiest version no. of you. And there was another point that we spoke about before, before we come onto the podcast, but newbie gains. So when you very first start something, you will see results quicker because completely new. it's all new. And, and then at some point it will start to level out and slow down. And that's just normal also to just be aware of that. Then Kater said, I feel like it's going well. I just need to keep it up and continue to improve as the weeks go by. And that's all we can ask for, Kate. Yeah. Lanry said, it was going well, but I've definitely let myself down. So we mentioned that before. You haven't let yourself down, Lan. It's one week. It's not the end of the world. Laura said, I'm just loving the whole thing. Thanks, girls. So you're very welcome, Laura. Emily, okay at the minute. Weight loss slowly coming down. I'm feeling stronger. So all good. I like the weight. Uh, she's liking the weighing three times a week. A week. So I think <laughs> three times a week. You <laughs> so she thinks it works well. The weighing in three times a week, we thought would be really beneficial as well. And I hope you're all starting to realise that weight does fluctuate. And even, even if you are losing body fat, that number on the scales isn't going to be linear like, like this, like a downward slope all the time. It is going to have little ups and downs, ups and downs. And as long as over time, when you zoom out, it's trending down, then... Obviously, if fat loss is the goal, that is, then you're moving in the right direction. Olivia said, I struggle a bit when I've been in work and really tired. I don't drink caffeine, so getting to the gym is sometimes a struggle. What would you recommend for that? In all honesty, it's tough. If you are getting a decent amount of sleep each night, decent quality sleep each night, and your tiredness from work is just general, you're tired because you've been in work all day, then honestly, our advice would just be to just go and know that once you actually warm up and get started, you are probably going to feel more awake. Maybe have like a little snack, like a banana. That's like quite quick hitting um, energy, like half an hour before, or like I used to love having a squares bar, the blue squares yeah, yeah. bars. One of those that might get, I mean, that's not going to absolutely wake it up. Having a coffee, if you go to the gym after work anyway, having a coffee that late on in the night wouldn't be ideal because that would only disrupt your sleep. Mm-hmm. Your other options would be try the gym in the morning and yeah. see if you feel better with that because going to the gym in the morning, I know you're tired waking up, but you're tired waking up anyway. It takes you time to wake up and actually doing the workout and the endorphin kick that you're going to get from that. You'll be more energized for the rest of your day. And then when it comes to time to come home from work, when you're tired, you can just come home. Obviously, it depends on like what yeah. your time working hours are and things. When I first read that, Olivia, I the first thing I thought is, are you getting enough quality, good quality sleep? Do you need to look at like, are you staying on your phone before you go to bed? Are you watching films? Like things like that. So looking at your sleep also, like Chloe said, could you go to the gym in the morning? Um, And, you know, if it, if you can't and it is that like you're going after work, that was actually a really good point saying like have a banana or a squares bar, like a little bit of hit of energy before you go and know that, yeah, you will feel better once you've been anyway. And then you can go home and hopefully go to bed. And then Helen said, she's just floating around the same weight at the minute. So it's not great. It's not going great. I can't blame anyone but myself for this weekend, but tomorrow's a new week and I'm doing a lot more than I was before I started eight weeks to change when I wasn't doing any workouts and I was getting about 2000 steps average a day. I don't think there's anything I need support with. I need to just be more disciplined and have stronger willpower to say no to things that aren't in line with my goals. So I actually really love that from Helen because She's sort of checking in with herself there and saying, 
you know, I've got nobody else to blame but myself. I know I just need to be doing the things that I need to be doing. Um, and I just think that was that was really good. And it is, again, about setting boundaries. Like, start saying no to things. If it's not in line with your goals, start saying no. And start just looking at what are you doing now? What is the person that you want to be? What would they do in these situations? And what things do you need to change? We're not asking you to change everything at once. Like you said, you're doing better than you were before you started eight weeks. And all we can ask you to do is just keep improving on them things so you're more in line with your goals moving forward. This, yes, it's eight weeks of a programme, but this is going to be a lifelong thing. The things that we're teaching you, you can take away for the rest of your life. So you might not be changing everything that you want to right now, but if you keep working on it, you will in time. Yeah, and as for the sh- needing to have stronger willpower, it's it's not even that it's willpower, it's just more each decision, take each decision at a time and don't let it be so overwhelmed of, oh, I can't do these things or I can't have that donut that's in work that someone's brought in or whatever it is. Just make each decision when you're asked to do something is this in line with my goals? Is this going to get me closer to where I want to be? Or is it not? If it's not, say no. We're not saying you need to say no to absolutely everything, but you don't need to do absolutely everything as well. It's the same with the food. You don't have to say no to all the nice foods that you want to eat, but you don't need to have. I know working in an office and things like that can be really bad environments for having lots of snacks around because different people just bring different things in and if they're there it is hard it's things that you probably wouldn't normally snack on otherwise because they're there and it's just trying to think right is this going to get me closer to where I want to be yes no no move on that's it yeah you don't need to say yes to everything and if it's not in line with your goals just try and take that minute to check in with yourself and and ask yourself that question is this in line with my goals is this the Helen that I want to be and if the answer is no like you said, just move on and that's it. So we hope that this podcast, I think, feel like we've covered quite a lot in this one. So we hope that it helps. And if anybody is struggling, needs any, has got any questions, needs any help with anything, you know where we are, just drop us a message and we are happy to go through things with you that you need us to.